Hi, I'm Hannah, team manager with the Orange Arrow Players Association, a nonprofit organization whose mission is to coach student athletes to aim for success off the field. Please consider making a play by giving, hosting a fundraiser, subscribing to our podcast and YouTube channel, and staying connected on social media at Orange Arrow PA. Visit orangearrow.org for more information. Thank you for listening. Take aim. Welcome to Inside the Play Call with Orange Arrow, and I'm your host, Sean Robinson. And today, we have a very, very special guest, Brianna Kiesel, not Brianna, it's Brianna, <laughs> BK, what's up, BK, how are you? Hey, what's going on? I'm doing well, how are you? I'm well, I'm well, thanks for joining, thanks for joining. So, as you know, as an athlete, it's important to warm up, right? Absolutely. Got you. Got a couple warm-up questions for you. You ready? Yep. Here we go. If you could only listen to one music or artist, only one, for 30 days straight, who are you selecting? Oh, Ari, Ari Lennox. No doubt in my mind. Ooh. Now, now, does Ari have enough catalog for 30 days? Yeah, I mean, I can replay the same song, so he's just so good, you know, there so I can is. go ahead, you know, she don't have to switch it up for me. Just her, she's so soulful, you know, one of the, I'm really big on soul, and that's what she sings, and I love it. So, speaking of soul, my wife, she loves Jasmine Sullivan, so you know they have a, a song together, which is Out of Here. Are you, you like Jasmine Sullivan as well? I do, I do, I'm a fan of her as well. Dig it, dig it, dig it. All right, here we go. All right, all right, strong, 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 strong. You warm it up. All right, here yep. we go. So, if you had to compete or be part of any reality TV show that's either current or no longer in the air, which re- reality TV show would you have participated in? Uh, pro- I mean, I like Ninja Warrior, so I feel like I could probably try to do it at least once or twice, just so, you know, for the women athlete. You know, Come being on. a professional athlete, basketball player, try to see what I could do on Ninja Warrior. I feel like we might as well. Why not? Why not? You can't score if you don't shoot. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Exactly. Exactly. I got one more warm up question for you. Okay. Favorite movie of all time? You can watch it pretty much every time it comes on. Oh, Brown Sugar. So now Lathan is one of my no favorite Love Brown Sugar. Yes. Yo, that's one of my favorite movies. Absolutely. I mean, just the, the storyline just backed everything, like how they correlate a life with music. I mean, it was just amazing. Classic. I mean, that's a hit and jump right there. But you don't remember the rapping Dalmatians, though. <laughs> you don't <laughs> remember the Dalmatians. <laughs> that was just a little before me. No, no, in Brown Sugar. So you I'm remember talking about when, the beginning of the beginning of the movie when they were rapping. I'm saying that's like now nah, I'm not really like we're in the in the little huddle. See, I wasn't really around that time. No, 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 no. The the rapping Dalmatians. So you remember they had they had like the fur coats on. They were uh-huh. like black coats and they had a oh, red spot. Oh yes, they were inside the club. club. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, I thought you talked about being in the movie where they would go to the park and they would listen. See, I didn't have that when I was growing up. So that's a little yeah. before my time. See, nah, but yeah, the rapid down there, yeah, where he just couldn't sign them because they couldn't. There it is. There <laughs> it is. You got it. <laughs> so I love your selection. You talked about a little bit, like, you know, how you grew up. Take us back. Where'd you really from? You know, your, your uh, first introduction to sports. Take it away for a little bit. 
Uh, yeah, so I'm originally from uh, Utica, New York. It's way upstate. It's Pause. right outside of Syracuse. Pause. We gotta stop. We gotta stop. What part of New York? Upstate. What, what's that area called? Uh, Central New York. Utica. Utica, New York. Yeah. New Come on now. My brother, the man, the myth, the legend, Penny Samaya. That's when I first heard of U Utica. He's yeah. actually from there. So I know you know Penny very well. I do. Also, so maybe we'll talk about Penny a little later. But I had to pause there, give a shout, shout out to Penny. For, Absolutely. Uh, Penny's a great guy. Love Penny. Love Penny absolutely to death. There it is. All right, so keep going. Yeah, you know, so, you know, being from Utica, New York, is a small city. Uh, I got involved. I started out with soccer. Uh, I was I love soccer. But, I mean, it's a lot of correlation to soccer and basketball. You know, so I started playing around 10, 11, like, actually competitively playing with, you know, Boys and Girls Club. And at the time, we had this place called Cosmo. Um, and that's just kind of like how I got into it. Then my dad would take me to the park with him, and I started to, to really fall in love with the game. On top of playing soccer as well. So I kind of utilized soccer to get me in shape for basketball because they're different seasons. So how long did you play soccer? Like through middle school, high school? Yeah, so I played from when I was five up to I was a junior in high school. I didn't play my senior year. Okay. All right. So you said there's a lot of correlation. Break that yep. down for me. Yeah, so – Really, it's like, you know, with basketball, if you want to be a good defender, you got to be able to move your feet. And soccer, everything is footwork. So that's when you correlate it. And then you also try to work out in shape. It's a lot of running. Everything is running. But the court is 100 yards, opposed to a basketball court is 90 feet. So right. going ahead and transferring that over, I was always in shape. I never got tired. There it is. Makes sense. Makes sense. So what athletes did you look up to growing up? Uh, so I, I love Candace Parker. Like she was like my, one of my favorite players, you know, uh, my, my senior year, I went to NCAA tournament. We actually played at Tennessee and one of the ladies that was there was a big fan. She actually gave me her Wheaties cutout and she signed the signed autograph of uh, Candace Parker's Wheatie and I actually still have it. And I was oh, able no. to see her in the WNBA, but you know, just being able to utilize her and, you know, visualize what it is to see professional women's athletes. Of course, Dwayne Wade and Allen Iverson, those are also really good players, which we're all number three, which is why I was number three as well. Trey, right. <laughs> well, um, thinking of Allen Iverson it makes me think about I, when I see three right now, I see him playing football. Did you know he was like an incredible high school football player? I did. I did know that. Yep. Yeah, some of my good friends are from Virginia, and they, like the stories I have to tell are legendary as it relates to AI. So, uh -huh. so that's why you selected three. So when did you start rocking the number three? Um, probably when I was in fourth grade, because I was able to play on a fifth grade team, and I just kept it ever since then. Wait, so you just done it? You had to play up? Yeah, well, because they didn't have a fourth grade team when okay. I was in, in I, elementary I, I school. Yeah. Like, no, no, no. We only had fifth and sixth grade. So then I was just able to play up. So, so, so outside of sports growing up, what other mm -hmm. interests did you have? How was school? Like speak about a little bit outside of uh, soccer and basketball for them. Yeah, my parents were really big on making sure that I was a student first and athlete second, which is, you know, what carried me over in college as well. You know, I love, I'm a big history, loved history, and I love writing. So those are two things that I can get by with. Math, I could, I could do math in my head up until a point I could do, go ahead and get 20% of the tip. You know, I can multiply, you know, all that. But everything else, getting out of that, not really my forte. Right, and right, science, right. not so much. But I like science in relation to sports and how it relates, how your body recovers, you know, what can you get the most out of being the athlete, 
being able to recover fast, get that lactic acid out. So that's why I like science, but it's very, very short to my like. <laughs> right, 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 right. So, so writing, do you still write at all? Uh, I'm not as much, but when I was playing overseas, I was I'm really into poetry. Love poetry, love it, love to listen to it, love to write it. That's dope. That's mm-hmm. dope. So uh, there was a period of time, it was probably high school and summer college where I got into writing mm-hmm. poetry as well. And that's something that I need to pick pick up, pick back up. Yeah, that's yeah, right. definitely. So, I, and so actually, when I think about you, the movie selected Brown Sugar, and I think of poetry. Have you ever seen the movie Love Jones? Yep, this is this is going way back. It's going way back, but it makes <laughs> me think of Lorenz Tate character, how he wrote that poem for Nina and all the other stuff. Yeah, and I think that's yeah. probably inspired me when I was that age. I was like, ooh, that's how I gotta start doing. I gotta right, start that's writing. That's how you get them out. See, I get it. <laughs> I gotta start writing. Gotta start writing. And so back to Utica. Mm-hmm. What was the recruiting process for you as you were trying to select what school you want to go to for college? Uh, yeah, so AU was, was big. So AU is what I utilized to kind of get out there, get in front of a lot of coaches. Like I said, my city is really small. But if you're a good player, the coach is going to find you. You know, so I play for Albany City Rocks, which is right in Albany, New York, which is maybe an hour and a half from where I live. I was able to go, you know, play. I missed my junior year, you know, which is usually the biggest year because I wanted to break in my scaffold. But you know, one thing, yeah, I broke my scaffold. I was, so I was playing in high school and I went up for a layup and I got clipped and I caught myself with my, my hand was fully extended. And it just, it, the scaffold is the hardest hand in your, hard, hardest bone in your hand to break. Uh, but I was lucky enough to be the one to break it. But it was good because it, it let me see it from the, from the other side. So that's another reason why I was like, wow, I could probably go into coaching. Like, that's my passion. Well, I wasn't able to play. But one thing is taken away. You got to be able to find a way to still be involved. I love that thought process. Love that. Mm-hmm. Love that. So AU, you did your thing. You came back after the injury. Mm-hmm. What schools were you considering? As far yeah, so as, I, I um, narrowed it down. During the whole process, there's so many schools that just, you know, they call you. It's much different than it was now to speak from a coach position. You know, it's a lot more, kids are a lot more accessible than when I was because we actually had house phones. No one has house phones anymore. Right. You know, <laughs> it's part. crazy. I'm like, man. So it's like they would call house phones. And so going into my senior year summer I was able to narrow it down to the Big Ten and Big East at the time um, and I knew that I was I had uh, St. John's and Pitt from the Big East and then I had Illinois Indiana from Big Ten so I knew those were the two conferences that I was really looking at and uh, I went out of my official visits I didn't go to St. John's I went to Pitt and I fell in love with it because one thing about Pitt is during when I was when I was hurt you know they stayed really loyal to me and checked in on me checked on how surgery was so in return I got my loyalty back yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, did you take the visit to what Indiana was other one? Illinois. Yep. Illinois. Okay. Yep. I took a yep took a fish visit to both those places. What was your second choice? If Pitt was off the table, which who, um, who was this it would probably be Illinois. I really liked Illinois. I liked I liked coaching staff. It was just so far from the airport. It's like two hours from the airport. <laughs> and I'm like, man. And also, it's like this is a city. Pitt is a city campus, and those two are the college campuses. Like that's it. Like this is college, you know. So, and being from a city, although small or not, it's still a city. So right. it was a little bit different. It was. It would have been an adjustment, but I probably would have made it work still. Dig it. So hell to Pitt. Absolutely. Talk a little bit about your time at Pitt. Yeah. So I was here from 2011 to 2015. I loved it. You know, we, we struggled for that. I was fortunate enough to have two years in the Big East and two years in ACC. So we, oh. you know, once the Big East fell apart, 
Dame, um, us, and Syracuse, and Louisville, we and Notre Dame, we all moved over. Um, now, and that was, now, that was with big. That, mm-hmm. I, I'm going to jump in right quick. So yep. how would you compare the competition between like, the Big East and ACC? Yeah, I mean, arguably, yeah, I mean, arguably those are both the two of the best conferences, you know, for, for sports. I mean, for basketball, at least. So being able to, it was basically when the Big East fell apart, those same, you know, high profile teams just came over to the ACC for the most part. Of course, some of them went over to, you know, different conferences, but most of the teams that you would realize who are really good in the Big East, Louisville, Syracuse, yeah. you know, that those are Pitt at the time where we were on the men's side, UConn, well, UConn stayed. So UConn stayed in the Big East. They stayed, they okay, yeah, okay. yeah. So they stayed. Um, but everyone else kind of, you know, filtered out. And then it, it was, I mean, it was good. I think that the biggest was really competitive, you know, with, you know, St. John's, Rutgers, UConn, Louisville, Notre Dame, like all those schools were all really good. And then yeah. ACC already had their their hub of really good schools, NC State, North Carolina, you know, so being able to, to come over and see, I mean, everyone knows North Carolina, they're known. There's so much history behind that. Duke, right. so much history. So being able to play in those facilities, you're like, wow, I grew up watching these places on TV, you Absolutely. know, because ACC used to be like the top. And then it went to Big East and then Big East kind of folded it, fell apart. New people came in. And now the ACC is probably arguably the, the best conference. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. I get that. And so so there are a number of staples in, in, at the University of Pittsburgh campus. We have the yeah. O. Uh, there's a number of things there. It's so, like, not there anymore anymore. I know it's we crazy. It. It's so sad. I no, I remember um, somebody posting a picture of the old like shut down. I'm like, what in the world? Like, and actually, as you know, like I haven't been to campus probably in a year and a half, but it does not look like <laughs> like at least that no. when I was there. It doesn't look like when you were there as well. But when you were on campus, what's some of the things you enjoy doing? Did you go to Pamela's? Oh, yeah. Pans was big. I liked doing Hemingway's. You know, after 9 o'clock, everything is half off. So, you know, college kids, we didn't have jobs. I and mean, we didn't have what, you know, the accessibility that the kids have now. So we can go what you could afford. We used to go to the O. You know, those are all big-time places. You know, they used to have um, – well, they still have the homemade ice cream place, which is good. Now I had a no-chain factory. Still there. So David Andes is holding David strong. Andes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Dave Andy. So what did you major in? Uh, so actually I have two. I wound up graduating in three years and had my first degree in administration of justice because I had all intentions on going to law school um, and be like being a GA and finish it out. But then being a pro athlete kind of came about and the coaches talked to me about it. So I wound up taking another undergrad degree and I graduated um, with my legal studies degree with a certificate of communications. That is wonderful. So, I mean, you were a standout athlete at Pitt. We're going to talk about your professional career, but you mm-hmm. just studied. You graduated in three years. That's incredible. How did you manage being a student athlete and being successful in, in um, both sides of it? Yeah, I mean, prioritization was huge, you know, and I'm, I'm big on, like, setting goals to myself that I was going to be achievable, you know, and I knew that I wanted to have my name on the varsity letter walk. Like, that was important to me. That was something that I was going to be able to do. And when I went on my official visit, it was brought to my attention. I was like, wow, I could do that. But in order to do that, you had to be the epitome of what it is to be a student athlete at the University of Pittsburgh. So, you know, I, that's what I put into my mind. And once I have something set in my mind, I'm, I'm going to go get her. So I'm going to make sure that I'm going to find a way to make it happen. You know, so I utilized going to summer school. Uh, you know, I utilized, I had a phenomenal academic advisor who put me in the right classes to get me able to graduate in three years, you know, which was big for me. 
And, you know, being able to understand that eventually the ball was going to stop dribbling. I was going to be able to stop bouncing that ball eventually. So what was I going to be able to fall back on? I was going to have to fall back on my education. Yeah, no, that was great. That was that was wonderful. So for those who are listening or unaware, the varsity, varsity letter walk is a, uh, a high achievement that a student athlete at Pitt can receive, and their name will be forever submitted around the, the main part of University of Pittsburgh, which is the Cathedral of Learning. Um, you and I got connected through a mutual friend, Donna Sam. Donna has nothing but great things to say about you. She's talking about your drive, your mm -hmm. hard work. You spoke to it a little bit now. I mean, to be able to manage both and your determination, where does that come from? I dealt with my parents. I mean, like I said, both my parents were really big on, you know, making sure that, you know, at any given day, basketball could be taken away from you. I have a choke within my junior year. And I was out for a full year, but I was still had to go to school, still had to maintain the same grades. So eventually, like I said, going into my adult life, eventually the ball was going to stop bouncing, you know, so that was really important. My parents instilled in that when I was a kid and it just carried around your, your pocket environment, you know, so my parents were really big on making sure that I was level-headed, grounded, humble, and that was able to, to follow me going into pit. Love it, love it, love it. So after pit, you mm -hmm. have an opportunity to play in the WNBA. Yeah. Tulsa, right? Yep, I got drafted to Tulsa Shot. Yep. So talk about that experience leading up to it. Yeah, I mean, I worked really hard. And at the time, I played for, you know, two previous WNBA coaches. So they had a good idea of what the coaches were looking for. It was a big, big jump. It's like, you know, I like to say you graduate to the bottom again. You know, in high school, you come in and, you know, you graduate. You come in as a freshman, you graduate to the bottom. You know, once you graduate, you, you work your way up. You're a senior, you got, you know, you're working well, you got your flow. Graduate to the bottom of the pro league, and, you know, so trying to earn your stripes and, and understanding that, I mean, it, it is a big jump. There's only 144 women that get a chance and opportunity to play in that league. You know, right. I was fortunate and blessed enough to be one of the 144, you know, going 13th overall. But it was huge. It was a big jump. I loved every minute of it. You know, I think being able to play with, you know, so many people that idolize, like I said, Candace Parker, you know, Sue Bird, you know, these people that Epiphany Prince, she's from my area upstate. Well, she's not from upstate, she's from New York City. And just being in that area and playing against these people, I'm like, wow, these are, they are good. Bigger, yeah. faster, stronger. Went from high school to college and college to the pros. Graduated to the bottom. I love that analogy. I love that. I love that. So yeah. how was draft day for you? Where were you? Were you back home? Were you in Pittsburgh? Talk about draft day. Yeah, so I, I still had it. I still had school. So I was in April. It was right before we were getting ready to get into our graduate. So we had two years or two, excuse me, two weeks left before we were for graduation. So we, my parents came down and we were sitting in the locker room and my uh, my coach staff had a nice little party set up in the locker room and we watched it on the on the big screen and my teammates were there. And they called my name. It was it was surreal. You know, those are things that you, I didn't even envision. I guess I went to go, I went to be a lawyer. I had no idea that would be, you know, something. I didn't go into college thinking I could be a professional athlete. But then it just kind of came up and I ran with it. There it is. There it is. So I know that's a wonderful memory there on Pitt's campus. Yep. What other memories are you, some of your favorite moments as your time back at Pitt when you think about it? Oh, my, one of my, well, I have three of my favorite times. So in my senior year. So we were in the locker room again, and we found our names in the NCAA tournament. We're the 16th team, so we we're like the last team to be called in a Tennessee. That was a Tennessee region. Loved it. Like that was. Yeah. We worked so hard. You know, three years we struggled, but my senior year we came out 
and we did what we had to do. We, we had an opportunity to get ourselves to the tournament. That was huge. Like having that banner that's going to be there forever, you know, showing that our hard work does pay off. And as cliche as that sounds, actually seeing the first year labor that shows that hard work pays off is huge for me, you know, and it's something I could tell the players that I, that I coach now. How I know what it's like to struggle. I've done it. I know. Right. You just got to find a way that you can be a part of this team and for a success. You can be the solution. You can be the problem. Come you know, on. so which one do you want to be? Come on. Talk that, that part. All right. So you said you got two other moments. What are they? Yeah. So the second one is definitely, you know, being drafted, you know, 13th overall, seeing my name on there with a toss shock. I mean, loved it. And then my third one is, you know, being able to see my name on a varsity letter walk and, you know, for not only one, but, but two. So I got the Panther award and a blue and gold award. So those are, those are my three huge, like love them. Like those are things that are going to be near and dear to my heart. The legend of BK continues. Love it. Love it. So take you back to the WNBA. Share a little bit about your experience there. Some of your favorite moments, some of the challenges. Speak to a little bit being a WNBA player. Yeah, so being a WNBA, I mean, that is just, I mean, it's it's people where you, like I said, you idolize growing up. So being able to be there and, I mean, like I said, graduate to the bottom, that's huge. Like, and being able to adjust and understand, like, flying, practicing, flying, practicing, going around. And I've I've been to cities that I never even think, I would never would have thought of that. Like, Seattle was beautiful, you know, being able to see that, went to... LA, I mean, playing you know, in a Staples Center. Everyone knows Staples Center. Right, right. You know, going to New York City, playing MSG. Of course, they don't play there now. They play in Barclays. But I mean, those are all things that you're like, wow, like I was able to play here. And I mean, like I said, it was it was a huge change for me. And it was it was an adjustment. And but like I said, I loved it. You know, WNBA is a phenomenal opportunity if you ever get an opportunity to play there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, what did you decide to do? What was the transition? after the, WA, the NBA or your professional career was done? Yeah, so I played pro. I did the WNBA for three years, and I played international for all six years. Wow. Um, you know, so I knew I wanted to get into coaching in some capacity. You know, I knew I wanted to give back, and my fiancé and I were he – was, he's a really big trainer, and well, especially in the DMV area. Um, so he, he taught me a lot. So I'm off season. He was my trainer. You know, love to hate it, but we made it. <laughs> <laughs> But it was good. So I knew like being being around these these student athletes and these these young athletes that had aspirations to go and be division one athletes, because a lot of people don't know what it takes. That one percent of the world goes to division one. Like that's huge. And yeah. that's reality. You know, so being able to be part of that one percent is, is, you know, what everyone, what all these kids, because you go, you never go in thinking I want to go D3. Everyone thinks you're going to go D1. But the amount of work is going to put you in an amount of dedication is going to put you on what level you're going to play at. So being able to explain to these, you know, <laughs> youths and these young adults and, you know, these start training sixth, seventh, eighth grade, you know, letting them know, like, you have to enjoy the sport in order to put the work in. When you stop enjoying it, that work becomes a job and a chore. You have your whole life to have a job. This is your time to have fun. So being able to, you know, you know, carry that down and pass it along to these young kids and, I was like, wow, I really want to be able to give what I've not, what I've learned over the last six years being pro and pass that down to these young student athletes. So I was like, I, I feel like I would be doing a disservice if I didn't give back to the to basketball. Everything that has given me, everything I've been blessed with, 
it'd be a complete disservice if I didn't take the time to give back. So I knew, like I said, I knew I wanted to give back. And actually, I reached out to Penny. Penny was one of the guys having a life skills program here at Pitt was huge. Yes. You know, just to give, you know, Penny another shout out. But definitely, I mean, when he when he says that he's going to, he, he looks at you outside of an athlete. I mean, he really means that. He looked over my resume. He helped me apply, like, what they were going to be looking for. You know, he put me in contact with the right people. And then I became a, a college coach at University of Pittsburgh. How about that? How about that? Yeah. So how is it being back on campus or not even just campus in the city of Pittsburgh? Yeah, I mean, it's totally different. Like you said, I mean, you haven't been here a year and a half. It's even changed more since then. So, I mean, it's definitely a big change. But the Peterson Event Center is still the same. I'm doing a lot of different work there. You know, I love being in the P. It's one of my favorite gyms to play in. I mean, home court was here. Some people say you play better on the road. I'm a home court hustler. That's, that's, you know, that's what I like. You know, I love being there, you know, being able to bring it for, for our fans and, you know, just being a part of that again. It's nostalgic and I love it. And I love being able to, you know, show these kids where, you know, for every struggle, there is success, but you got to go through those struggles to make the success. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. Now, now, have you ventured out more than when you were a college student? Are you seeing the city of Pittsburgh? Because I know well, yeah, when I was there, I was pretty much in yeah. Oakland. That was it. I didn't know anything about, well, every once in a while I would go to Moroville, but I didn't go to downtown. I didn't go to the water for like, like, are you seeing the city? Oh, my yeah, Washington. I mean, for sure. My, well, I live on my Washington now. So okay. let's say when I was in college, I didn't, have a, I didn't have a car, so I didn't need one. You know, you get on the bus, you got your ID, swipe on, you go ahead. But now I can get out, you know, my Roseville, Ross Park, you know, just downtown, trying new food places, my Washington. Like, I love where we live. You know, it's a little bit outside the, outside the city, but still close enough to my commute is 15 minutes with traffic. Right, right. So on social media, mm-hmm. we often see – you all's head coach on there having a good time. <laughs> He's dancing, doing the latest, latest TikTok. So my question to you is, when are we going to see Coach BK do a little uh, TikTok video, IG video, <laughs> the latest dance? Are we going to see you soon? Yeah, I'm going to hop in there. You know, he, he's, I mean, what you see is what you get. Coach Wise, phenomenal. He's a great guy. I mean, he brings that same energy, you know, to the practice, you know, to his life. And, of course, to the videos, you know. I'm, I'm gonna jump in there. He's he's gonna bring it out of me. I'm more of an introvert, you know, just a little bit. Not really my style, but you know, I will because I love Pitt. And I love what we can we we what we have, you know, for what we can provide to to the world on social media because social media is what rules the world right now. Yeah, it really does. I, I mean, you can think that with recruiting and everything. I mean, th- that stuff is engaging and people are paying attention. So you just oh you know, for no. sure. I mean, yeah, that's the world we're in now. It is definitely social media is it's what especially with this new generation, everyone has a TikTok or Instagram and that's that's pretty much how you're going to to get some of those recruits. Gotta be able to keep up with the Joneses as I would like to say, even though my, my players say that's old school slang. I'm I'm even not old. That's the crazy thing. I'm twenty-eight. I just think I'm just fifty. <laughs> <laughs> so with Orange Arrow, as you know, mm-hmm. our mission is to coach student athletes to aim for success off the field, off the court, mm-hmm. off, out of the pool, wherever the playing arena may be. Why is it important for a student athlete to be successful outside of their sport? I mean, I definitely think you don't want to have all your eggs in one basket. You got to be able to find something that you're going to be passionate about outside of your sport. 
you know, because like I said, I knew that I was going to, the ball was going to stop bouncing for me. You're going to stop being able to swim. You're going to stop being able to run the football. You know, so what else outside of that sport are you passionate about? You know, so I was able to do a little research on you guys. So taking those student athletes and being able to talk to grade school kids, I think that's huge. You're giving them a different outlook, different perspective. Like, yeah, we can help you get there. I mean, having a scholarship is already big in itself. So being able to have those college athletes that come in and like, hey, this is what I'm doing. I play this sport, but I'm also really passionate about being a nurse or being a dentist or being an engineer. So that is so, so important. Like you want to be able to have to give these kids an idea of what else they can fall back on. Awesome. Awesome. BK, thank you for your time. Utica's finest. Appreciate <laughs> you. You'll see Penny before I do. So tell my guys, say what's up. Absolutely. You got it. I will do. Thanks, BK.